Hey friends, have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we may still struggle in our intimate relationships? My husband and I have a great relationship, but we are not relationship coaches. And we know that yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational support from a relationship specialist. If you're going through some kind of challenge right now in your relationships, my friend Jason Gaddis at the Relationship School can help. Jason's team will pair you up with a skilled relationship coach, and within 48 hours, you'll be getting private one-on-one support on whatever you're going through relationally. And right now, for my listeners only, Jason is offering half off one month of relationship coaching. Head over to relationshipschool.com slash Laura to get the deal and watch your relationships improve. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Friday with Friends. Today I want to celebrate big time having the return of one of my favorite humans, besides my husband, Lee Asher. So Lee was on episode 342. If you have not listened to that, maybe listen to it before you listen to this or listen to it afterwards and see how much things have changed for him and for all that he's doing. If you haven't heard of Lee, Lee is, he is an influencer, but he is influencing people by sharing his life of of saving animals, rescuing animals in particular. He has his own pack. He has 47 dogs that he lives with and seven cats. It's my dream and many others' dream to do what he's doing. But let me tell you, it is hard work. It is it is 24-hour work what he does. And he works on himself to help animals and to help himself so that he can really show up in this beautiful orb of energy that he does and and really showcases on his Instagram page. Lee is just a generous, amazing, compassionate, um, complex seeker. He's a seeker of goodness, goodness for himself, goodness for the animals, and goodness for the world. I just love talking to him. Um, So please go follow him. Let me know what you think of this episode. Rate, review, subscribe, and let's go talk with Lee. Welcome, Lee. I'm so happy to have you on here. I know you have a super busy schedule, and it's just wonderful to have you back. You were on episode 342, if you can remember back there. How long ago was that? Well, let's just put it this way. You had 11 dogs, so I don't know what you have yes. now. <laughs> I was a side it. It's not a matter of time. It was a matter of a lifetime. <laughs> Oh, exactly. I mean, it was probably it was probably two years ago because yeah. we're on like six seventy now. So I, ima- I can't I, imagine that podcast. I know. I person, man. Well, let's talk. Let's go from there. Like, how how do you feel like you're different from that state? Because you were just, I think you were just about to move into your place. Yeah, man. How I'm different. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really enlightening question. I mean, I'm, I'm just different in so many ways. I, I'm gone, you know, I, I think the best way to change is through experiences, right? Especially painful ones and traumatic ones and things like that. And I mean, just in the past couple of years, 
I mean, I honestly, I, I often, uh, I'll give you an example. So yesterday I was, I was making coffee and I said, enough of that, stop it. And my girlfriend came in and she's like, what happened? Did one of the dogs do something? I said, no. She said, who are you talking to? I said, my thoughts. And I, I, <laughs> 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 and I did think about like, you know, who I was at that time. And, and I'm like a very, you know, very hard on myself. And I just, two years ago, I just think I was in a, probably a rough place thinking about the direction I was taking the sanctuary and the animals. And it was a pivotal time in my, in my life because I really had to decide how far I wanted to grow. And I know now that growth means, you know, pain and stuff like that. So, you know, I definitely think I'm a lot more patient now. I've had, <clears throat> I've matured, you know, in many ways, I'm definitely trick, not as triggered. I used to, I used to be very sensitive to things that didn't matter. You know, you know, I'd say the biggest difference, I'm still definitely a work in progress, but I was more reactive instead of responsive. Mm-hmm. And now I do a lot of things to help me with my, you know, emotional state and, and things like that. I mean, yeah, just the way that I invest in myself now, um, as far as what I do for myself to better myself and from cold plunge to sauna to affirmations to breath work to exercise to who I surround myself with, the way I talk to myself. You know, all of these things is the recipe I, I truly believe now for a fact. Like, if you want to be successful, I don't mean financially, I mean, you know, fulfilled success, you have to you have to invest in yourself, just like I'm sure the way you view yoga and, and things like I mean, you just have to do things that are good Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. You have to... Yeah. Yeah. And when you're doing something that requires your own energy and love, even though you're getting so much in return, this is what people don't realize. And I think a lot of people in the, um, that are in some kind of service toward animals, toward helping them, rescuing them, if they don't take care of themselves, it's it's really, there's a lot of burnout because it's, you you, see it all the time. mm -hmm. May I say something? Uh, Of course. You look, you look amazing. You look beautiful. Oh you my look, gosh! Thank you, yeah, Lee. You're you my new gorgeous. best friend. I, I know. really do. You look gorgeous. Oh, um, bless you. Thank you so much. I mean thank it. you. Um, I know. I appreciate that. And but, you do. Uh, you do as well. And really, your you, vibe you. is like. And one of the questions I got, <laughs> actually, many people ask, "Do you have a girlfriend?" And you just kind of like just you don't tend to talk about that online. And I think that's probably um, smart. Is that intentional? I don't know. Well, you know, in, with this relationship that I'm in, is uh, is is interesting because she would rather I, I don't, you know. And when in my past relationships, it was the opposite, you know. Right. Talk about me and post me and and this. But with this one, you know, I've learned now, although I'm very confident in this relationship, it's best to wait until you know for sure, you know. It, we don't live together, but you know, that's definitely on the horizon. Um, but you know, I, I was about to say we're taking it slow, but I don't think that's it. I think we're just, we're both in this beautiful chapter of our lives where we're really working on ourselves and like growing together as we work on ourselves, not working on the relationship, but working on ourselves in order to better the relationship. So I think at some point, as long as she's 
you know, if she was comfortable with it tomorrow, I think I would talk about it more. Um, but at this time, I don't find it to be that necessary. I also, you know, I, I learned like two years ago, I thought that I had this obligation to invite people to every single area of my life, that they had to be informed about every habit, every thought, you know, every person. And now I realized you talked about, you know, being healthy to ourselves, you know, having some sort of some boundaries are quite necessary. The problem is what I've learned is that when it comes to social media, by not sharing things, people will make them make things up. You know, I, I, it's amazing when I read on social media about things about me that, oh, we said this in an interview, we said, and I, I sometimes it, it blows my mind. I, I never said, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I find that like the other day, someone said, someone said, I wish I could marry you. And someone replied to that person saying, well, he's gay. He just said that he was, he said he was gay. So I go, and I said, I never said I was gay. I, I, I have a girlfriend. So that was the time where I said I have a girlfriend. Right. But it's true. You leave, if you leave that open, it's like a vacuum for people to fill and, and just make assumptions. Guys, yeah. Just coming up with their own things, which is like so strange to me. So I never, strange. So uh, but strange. I think what you, I think what you share though is just perfect because what you share is, um, you know, it's, it's realness, it's real emotions. Yeah. It's, it's, it's grief, it's joy. It's you, um, all of it. It's being human. And I think whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Cause I'm sure with as many followers as you have, I bet percentage wise, you have the most positivity in that. And that really comes from you um, because of what you're doing. And of course there's, it's just like, I just go to your page every day for, it's like a little hit of an endorphin, you know, like watching you out with your dogs is it's you're sharing that joy and it's not there's very few maybe that maybe they're more out there I just don't spend much time looking for them but there's very few platforms that do that that it's like everybody's benefiting from this <laughs> yeah that's really what I that that's really my goal I mean yeah. really I, I have that intention every single day to make as many people smile as possible you know I I, I, I was every when I'm in the in my sauna and I'm doing that's where I do my affirmations. I say every day in every way I'm inspiring more and more people. Every day in every way I'm making more and more people smile. Every day in every way I'm making more and more lives better and greater. And I really try to feel that and I believe that in my core. Like I wish I wish people knew how badly I wanted that. Like I want that so bad because I know that everyone just deals with so much so much pain and there's so many distractions and if i could just help someone be distracted with a smile or make them laugh you know i, I really want to do that like I, I know that life can be so unfair you know like in those first hand and I, I i just that's the whole point of the extra house and um as far as taking care of yourself you know i i you you mentioned it about in the animal rescue world and i I just wish more animal rescuers and animal advocates really, truly understood the importance of taking care of your mind, body, and soul. And it's not just animal rescue, it's in any business, you know, but especially when you're dealing with this much loss and you're really dependent on donations and you're dependent on your team, like you have to be so well-rounded, right? You have to be, you have to be energized. You have to be focused, have mental clarity, be patient. You have to be ready to 
bury one dog well and then go rescue another all of this in a matter and hire someone and fire someone all of those four things and it's just another day and the importance of taking care of yourself and and doing things you know that are not easy but that you know are good for you are so vital and crucial to life i mean there it's I, it's just it, yeah. you're right it, I mean, it's what i look at that is like the umbrella of emotional intelligence that unfortunately isn't as um it isn't as kind of amplified if if not even shown that much like in schooling like how important it is to learn um, that there are going to be disappointments and disappointments yeah. are actually really good for you. <laughs> They're really oh good for you, right? You're yeah. going to learn so much from that. And, yeah. um, and then, and then be happy for others. Like somebody having something that you don't, isn't taking it directly from you by actually being happy for a person. You're all, again, you're all going to benefit, but we're not really taught that. It's a very, no, not at all because the mm -hmm. world creates this, you know, this constant competition. Yeah. You know, and you hear all these motivational speakers when you're not, when you're sleeping, someone else is taking your money and all of this to compete. You know, the all, uh, I'll give you a quick example. Um, we, we could go, we, I, I just could push back my 12 o'clock so we could go like the 12 five. I'll, I'll see how long I can push it back. But, you know, I had this really successful guy here, uh, you know, a friend of mine and, um, he, you know, I was, he wanted to spend the day with Lee Asher, right? He's like, I want to know what it's like. So I was like, all right, you know, I start my morning at five, you know, and he was like, I'll get there at seven. So I said, that's perfect. I, I exercise from seven to nine. And at one point, you know, we were taking these medicine balls and I was throwing the medicine ball at him and he was throwing it back. And I, like, as I'm throwing the medicine ball, I'm thinking of like, how I'm going to make the day epic. How, what am I going to do today to shine light what am i going to do today with the dog you know and then he says uh you throw the ball further than me but i know that you do this often and i said is that what you're thinking about <laughs> as a, I, and i was serious i'm like are you thinking about that and that and then it hit me like all day he was mentioning like because i did the sauna five minutes longer than him i did the cold plunger three minutes I'm, I'm like you're in this constant state of competing with someone I was like, Eric, now for once is then general. I said, I didn't think about what you were doing at all. Nothing that you did with me today made me feel like we were at this competition. And I realized he was competing with me the whole day, not in a, a, a bad way, but in any way, like why compete with the world? You have enough competition within yourself. Just try mm -hmm. to be better than you were yesterday. And that's, that's the only thing that we should be doing. Right, not to, and that's when you don't have to worry about who's more successful than you, and who has this and who has that, and be happy for people or sad about this or sad about that. It's like you have to do everything you can do to be better than you were yesterday. That should be the goal, you know. Absolutely, and that's and, because the one thing that we can control to some degree is ourselves. Nothing else. Exactly. No, exactly. We can't so control anything use, else. You use school for an example. It starts with school, right? Whoever does this first gets recess. Whoever does that first, they create the competition. They give me the sugar, the bad food. They create it all at such a young age. Totally. Oh my yeah. gosh, it's so true. I if we could, 
if we could change the schooling system because that's where everybody, you know, it's like all these little people that are going to become big people. And if we could help them, um, you know, just become more to know what their feelings mean mm -hmm. and that they're not, they shouldn't be scared of their feelings or stuff them right. down or, you know, just push them out to somebody else. Like it is, yeah, it's missing for sure. Well, let's talk about the dogs a little bit. Um, because I, I am so sure every time you rescue a dog, it, it like you've even mentioned this, it just heals you. Yeah. But there have been some lately, I mean, this Matilda, uh, is just amazing. Um, before you talk about any individual dogs, and maybe it's better not to because they're all amazing, how did you, this was asked, but I also wonder, like, how do you know that a dog is going to stay with you in your pack versus be adopted out? Like, is it just an energy sense? I don't know. And I've been rough before, you know, so I, I try to, I let the dog decide. I, I, I don't decide. I let the dog decide. And while people enjoy the, you mentioned of me walking the dogs, as people enjoy this walk, for me, that walk every single day is an assessment. I get to watch all, there's 47 dogs, right? And then maybe two or three of them are, are behind me so you don't see them and I don't have to watch them. We're talking about like Lily and Shelby, the older dogs who, you know, there, but... The rest of the pack, I'm, I'm monitoring and, and assessing. And I can see, like, okay, this dog is hyper-focused on that dog. And it's not respecting that dog's boundaries. So although the dog gets gets along well with the pack, the dog that, like, for example, I have a long, I'll just be specific. We have this bloodhound named Jules. Really had a tough life. I brought her in here with, um, she was left outside with a great Pyrenees and, and, a, and a puppy bloodhound. And like, she's so hyper focused on my dog Loba, right? No fights, no nothing, but hyper focused on Loba. Now to the outside eye, you would say he's probably going to, to let, to keep Jules, but I'm not because that hyper focus creates anxiety and tension. And because Jules doesn't respect Loba's boundaries, Loba is considered a leader of the pet. And if she ever, if she ever says, Hey, I've warned you enough times. Now I'm going to get aggressive. I, by not, by not rehoming Jules, it was irresponsible of me not to see that because the pack will Which, defend Loba yeah. and the pack will turn. And the only reason that hasn't happened is because I've been able to, on these pack walks, it's why I'm so afraid to leave the property because you know, it, things can change in a day. The dog can all of a sudden just not like something about a dog and it can sometimes stick. It usually doesn't. But it can sometimes stick. And that's one of the harder things I said I said is like, you know, I can have a dog who or Jules, the the bloodhound is a great example. You know, I'm I, I'm getting closer with her and I love this dog, but I know that by keeping her, it's selfish reasons. It's not what's best for the dog. So I let the pack decide. I always, yeah. and that's, you know, where the social media thing is funny. And it's actually it's actually built a strong muscle for me that I'm grateful for that I used to be afraid of. When I used to say, hey, I'm rehoming this dog, I feel up nervous because people say, no, no, I love that dog, I love that dog. But but now I realize, like, what happens, what do I tell people if I say, okay, I didn't rehome the dog, but now look what happened this accident. I would never, ever, ever forgive myself. So I let, 
I let the dogs decide. I, I always let the dogs decide. And speaking of Matilda, I can't tell you the feeling. I really, really, really hoped, manifested, and even prayed that the pack would accept her. When you have a dog with disabilities, it's not like the, the movies or the cartoons where the pack is like, oh, I'm going to take care of you. And, and you see the comments like, oh, they're going to take such good care of her. It's like, no, That's they're going to say, mm -hmm. say it again. It's a weakness. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. a weakness. And at the end of the day, they, they, all of these animals came from wolves and it's, it's survival of the fittest. It's, it really sucks. Human, the human life is really unfair, but nothing is more unfair than nature. Nothing is more unfair than when you see the baby deer or the baby moose or the hippopotamus get killed by the, the father even. You know, you can't wrap your head around the, such sad things. And it happens here. Um, it happens in, and with dogs. You know, you always see, I don't know what happened. The dog attacked. I don't know what happened. It's because you didn't pay attention to the signs. The dog was telling you your whole life. Yep, and you weren't absolutely. paying attention. You have to be aware. So I'm going back to Matilda. I really, really try to only focus on the good. If you focus on what happens if they do this to her, you're attracting that energy. Mm -hmm. So I would really focus on on the love and the and how they would protect her. And and I I really hope that she wouldn't be too overwhelmed because she has a neurological thing. And then, man, I can't tell you. You know, I I. I'm so happy that they, they really, I, I can't believe it. Honestly, I can't believe it. They love her. Like, they mm. really love her. And they're so patient with her. All of them. All 46. And, like, they really don't treat her any different. She's just a part of the back. And she, like, I can't believe this, but she's doing better. Like, she is, she is, like, healing from the pack. You know, the pack, when it works, it works. Lee, I've seen it. I, I mean, my, I'm a neurological rehab PT, so I know about neurological stuff. And I've been watching, and even the way she's managing um, her gait, that, that attacks a gait, is so, it's, it is, it's much better. Even in this, like, I don't even know, five days that I've seen the videos. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. It's, it, I've had her for like six weeks now, five weeks, and she's just like, I mean, you know, I really, you know, I often, a dog at this point of my career, like, I love the dog. I love having a dog. But, you know, it's all about the dog. I don't get much, like, the return that I get, right, like, I have that already from the pack. Right. You know, you, you don't need 47 dogs to feel <laughs> the love that you need from a dog. Everything that people get when they talk about how beautiful it is to own a dog, it's all true, but I don't need another dog to feel more of that. Right. At this point, when I bring in dogs, it's just for that dog. That the only thing that's getting benefit is the dog, right? It's it's costing me more time, more money, more this, but the dog gets a better life, and that is what's beautiful to me. And luckily, at this point in my career, with how many people I have helping me and how many how much support we have, those things don't affect me, right? More time, we have the time, money, we have the money, we can help the dog, whatever. I never thought I'd bring in a dog that would have the that would have such an emotional impact on my life. Like mm. I lost a lot this and and uh this year in the last couple of years, you know, I've had really just uh a lot of struggle with losing some really important dogs to me. And um just the whole process of, of the new sanctuary was really difficult for me and 
it just it just you know wasn't an easy road and and matilda like brought a light to me i gotta be honest you know i don't think i thought i never have it but i think i accepted that that light that i once had that i think a lot of people like really liked it i doesn't matter what people i liked it i've had this like naive light about me when i say naive because i didn't know about all the darkness i would see and, and feel but she brought it back you know like she brought back this joy in me that i i, I accepted i'd never have and then um, i i there aren't words to express how grateful i am for that i am i'm so thankful I love her. I, I, I like it's so beyond love. It's like I, it's, it's just, it's truly, a, she's truly a blessing to all of us. Not, not just to me. I think that's what makes it so pure is that like the dogs love her. Uh -huh. When I bring in a new dog, you know, she helps that new dog adjust so quickly. She's just, she helps the new dogs adjust so quickly. And that uh, I really, it, it was really special well, to be able it to says a lot yeah. about all you know you and the environment you've set up i mean i i'm curious in that large pack it sounds like you are picking up signs and signals early on but has there ever been a time where you were nervous about like managing them you you just seem to have such and I don't know what the word is, but I think because I think it's like if we talk about I don't like it in this kind of hierarchically way, like you have control over them. You you have an amazing, um, you know, just relationship with them and their energy uh, that it never it as many of them that are around, it never seems chaotic. But I imagine there's probably been a time or two where you must have felt or did you ever feel like, well, what, what am I going to do if they get in a fight over there or somebody's not listening you know i only feel that way it, it's, a, it's a good question i see what you're saying when i when there's people here like when it's just me yeah. and my dog like going yeah. back to my relationship right they really it, like this is something that's really sad for me um like you know people always ask me if my dogs fight or if they get out of hand or anything like that and if it's just me and my dogs, right? I mean, I don't have to worry about anything, right? The dogs know. You you said you don't like to talk about control and stuff like that. I I, I as well am trying to find a, a nicer way to frame it. But they know. My dogs know that I have everything under control. You're the leader. You're, they're looking to you for but that. But the dogs yeah. like to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Dogs like to feel like you have everything under control. Yes. They, they like that feeling. They don't like to feel controlled. They like to feel like you have everything under control. There's a difference, right? Yeah, so the really yeah. tight leash, you know, that's that's not what I'm talking Obviously, I don't even use leashes, right? So, but when there's other people in the mix, other people add that energy of control. Because now they really, I'm not going to control someone, right? So now they know Dan is also watching his girlfriend, the employees, the this. So let's see what we can get away with. Let's see what our boundaries are. It's completely different, you know? You see, I, I, I recently I've been seeing like a lot of memes on like, they, sh they show 
what my dog is like when it's just me and him. And it's like the dog resting and laying down. And then what my dog is like when I have my friend over and the dog is going crazy, you know? So for me, when it doesn't matter if it's 11 dogs, like when we met or the most we've had is, uh, I believe it's 58 dogs, about 58 dogs. It's, it's about getting the people around me to be on board. So even when I have, when people want to come visit and stuff like that, it's like, it's not worth it to me because it, it's, it, it's not worth what it can happen with. I have dogs. one dog. I have one dog and I can tell, I know that feeling. I love that. Yeah. And I, it's like, I want to direct to somebody when they come in, Hey, get down. Like, right. you know, you know, don't just stand over there. Cause that may like, I want to tell him what to do to make him feel. Cause he has, he has, he's definitely an anxious wiring. Uh-huh. You wouldn't know it. Like if you saw him right now, he's just chilling out, but yeah. Per, another per, but it is it's harder to control it, it, just, it just brings a whole different energy force mm-hmm. right yeah. like people will say like i'll be quiet i'll be this like you're you i know that you know this like you were surrounded by so much energy right your your energy gets gets ill and gets sick before your body does mm-hmm. it's all this force that you bring with you so it's like you know it's just uh it's really hard to explain to people but to, to simplify your question, if I ever feel overwhelmed or something like that, you know, I didn't go from 11 to 60 or 11 to 47. I went from 11 to 12 and 12 to 13, 13 to 14. So I, 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 to me, I really enjoy it. You know, having a lot of them, I love seeing them all and just live their life. We're at the point now where I think any new dog we bring in, um, no matter how I, especially with Matilda here, like she has allowed me to say like, Hey, this is going to be my focus with what we have. The new dogs that we bring in, it's probably best that we, you know, find them a home. The the problem with, with that is what, you know, a lot of people, you have two sides. You have the people who want me to keep every single dog. And then you have the people who want me to get the dogs adopted. Both, I wish would mind their own business, you know? Oh my gosh. I know the other person I follow is Beth Stern. And, and she does all these fosterings. And people are always like, aren't you going to keep this one? And she finally will say, like, I really wish you would stop asking that. Because, yeah. like. Yeah, I've, it, I, I, I just have to ignore it. But, yeah. you know, the thing is, is, like, where it gets complicated is, like, some dogs will. It, it's really simple. But I try to, if a dog will thrive with my panic, then they're going to stay in the pack. And if we have too many dogs and a dog will thrive in my pack. I'm going to only find them a home that can give them a similar space that what we do, right? Not, yeah. They're not going to go from this sanctuary doing great to living in Hatton. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it's a process. What I'm really fortunate about is we have a rescue partner, Family Dog and New Life Animal Shelter, and they're only about 45 minutes an hour from me. And they're an animal shelter, but what's really beautiful about this animal shelter, it's a pretty big space and there's no kennels. So it's basically like a daycare for all the dogs. So you can go and you could see the dog that you want. You know, I'll bring dogs there if they're available for adoption because they're going to be with other dogs in the pack and be, you know, get adopted to a family that they kind of see what they're getting. You know what I mean? They're getting a yeah. dog that does well with other dogs, does well with people, et cetera. And what I've also loved is that you also have cats. Now, are those cats in yeah. your house? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but they have their but, own separate place. So the dogs have the second floor and the mm-hmm. cats have the first floor. Oh, 
I love all the cat stuff you have. I have a cat too, and my cat and dog don't. We have an upstairs downstairs situation as well. Yeah. Uh, you just have to know your animals. I look at all these wonderful animals that are snuggling, and my cat just does. He, she, he we rescued him from Puerto Rico. He's like not into. He was a street cat. He's like does not like dogs. Hi, friends. I'm reminding you we have an upcoming Lit Europe tour. And we would love for you to join us, whether you live in Europe or not. Get on to these workshops. Maybe travel with us and go from one place to another. I mean, we're going to Paris. We're going to Frankfurt, Germany. Then we're heading to Salzburg, Austria. We're going to have the best time, and we would love to see you. There's nothing like an in-person workshop experience to fine-tune your movement, get some real educational nuggets for better movement on and off the mat. And by the way, we have the best time together. We would love to give you a hug and help you move your best and feel your best. So join us in Europe this summer. Check out the show notes for all the details. So it's too bad, but I, I, we have an upstairs downstairs. So I was, I was figuring that you probably had um, them separated. And how many cats do you have? Um, we have seven cats. Seven cats. You know, I, I used to, when I had less dogs, they would all be together, all the cats and all the dogs, and you know, people would love that. But part of being a responsible pet owner, you have to minimize risk. Totally. And what a lot of people do is they take action. Once the damage is done, the dog bit the cat, the you know, the cat scratched the dog's eye. You have to minimize risk way before. That's what that's what makes you good at what you do, is to know the potential. So with 47 dogs, you know, do they all get along with cats? Probably, you know, they're all, they, I mean, they've all met the cats. I, I, I'll, I'll, when I work out, I'll bring a couple of the dogs with me because that's where the cats are, where I exercise. But why, why risk the cat safety? Mm-hmm. If you were to ask the cat. <laughs> we didn't want to be around 47 dogs. Saying, hey, I'm Hell gonna, no. would, you, yeah. would you like would you like me to leave this door open so you can be with the dogs and the dogs? I'm sure all seven cats will say, please shut the door on your way out, right? Yes. And that's what yeah. you have to think about. That's that goes from putting up correct fencing, right? Mm-hmm. Boundaries and you know, if you have a baby, you know, not taking the risk, eliminating all of the potential risk and uh I, I'm, I'm a believer, you know, it's a, it's a dark truth, but I, anything that can happen, like what Darwin, Darwin said, anything that can't happen will, and I do everything I can so what can't happen so that it won't. I love that. I love it. Well, you're, you're responsible, but you're also, there's like a natural, I think it's because, again, you have a relationship with energy around you, you, you know, and that is a, that doesn't just require talking or listening, that requires noticing and feeling and and that you know you're not like a certified dog trainer but i you're probably better than any dog trainer most people can find or is as good because you have that gift of really um thinking what how can i be as responsible and protective for a loving and like vibrant but safe um household right right and um yeah, I think the dog training is a whole another topic that we can oh, get into. Oh, I know. Let's, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm <laughs> glad that you brought that up because I do want to, you know, take the opportunity to remind everyone that I'm not a dog trainer and that uh, 
there's a lot of, you know, great dog trainers out there. For some reason, the dog training industry has become extreme. I'm so glad I'm not a dog trainer. I'm so glad that whenever it comes up, I have the opportunity to tell everyone because they're, they're such a competitive man. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. it, but I think know, what it, it shows is like, you're actually, again, there's like you said, wonderful dog training and dog training can be amazing, but you're taking to another level, which is taking the time. It's the experience. Experience. Like, right. I, yeah. To understand that. Yeah. If it's, truly about the experience. I mean, I've really seen a lot of dog trainers get dog training certified in six months and think they can handle any situation. I want to tell you something really important. Okay. So, you know, we hire people and I, I like to bring on dog trainers because I know that they can, most of them can under pressure, can figure things out. And many times you talk about me being overwhelmed. Many times I noticed that you think nothing's worse that I'm, I'm, for some reason, I'm having a hard time communicating this. Imagine if you think one plus two is three. You know that one plus two is three, right? So if you're a dog trainer, you know if you tell a dog to do this, it's simple, the dog will do this. So you know this, you feel good about this, and you have confidence with this. But all of a sudden, you enter a world where you, someone says, what's one plus two? And you figure out it's four. That's what it's like to walk into my pet. You have to forget what you've learned. You've, it's a completely different experience. You're going from one dog to 47 dogs. It's a different approach, a different mentality, a different energy. And um, just like a dog trainer would have a difficult time coming into my paddock and like taking control, if you will, I would have just have a hard time taking one dog and being able to successfully have it do an obstacle course. You know, yeah. I could never, I could never, <laughs> I could never do it. I would let, I'm going to take the dog to the course and say, do whatever you want. Have fun. Right. You have, have, fun. Make, you know, have a good time. So one's not right. One's not wrong. It's about right. it's knowing what different. you're good at. You know what I mean? Well, you're literally living with the pack, right? That's very exactly. different. It's, That's not, what people it's not coming in and training them. You're in this, absolutely like, right. Mm -hmm. and, and I, and people need to really understand that. Like mm -hmm. it was very easy for me to, to, to get my 10,000 hours. It's mm -hmm. every second of the day. The only time I'm not with my pack and working on the pack is if I'm in a meeting like this, you know, mm -hmm. that's really it. They're all right outside. I don't know if you hear them barking, but they're all just waiting for me to come downstairs. They're all mm -hmm. in my room. They're in my kitchen, wherever I am, they am. I mean, yeah. and I'm, mm -hmm. it's a 24 seven job because I'm constantly listening, constantly watching. I am, I am literally one with them. Yeah. You know, like it's, I, 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 I can know what each one is feeling and thinking. I can know if one is off. I can know if one needs to go to the vet way before most people would see the signs, right? It, it's, it's that connection. And I, and I, and, and, and I want you to know something, any single person watching this or listening to this, you would too. I don't have this special gift. It's because of the amount of time, yeah. right? So I don't say to brag, it's the amount of time that I spend with them that only naturally one would get so connected. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. Right. You're in it. I I, I know. So yeah. I have a question. I know you're limited on time. Yeah. All right. Eating. Feeding 47 dogs. Because yeah. I feel like feeding is a, um, can be a chaotic time and can be sure. probably people trying to get each other's bowls. Like, how do you, how do you manage that? Do you feed like in clumps or do you just? Well, that's a good question. You know, it's a common one we're getting a lot. Mm -hmm. So when we first met a couple of years ago with 11 dogs, 
Um, on the inside gun, just over the back of the battle. Hello. One last intervention, you know, and a great year. Open. Thank you. Um, uh, when it was, you know, I think I did this up until like 25 dogs. Once I reached 25, I was, I said, you know what? Let's minimize the risk. There you go. Yes. Okay. Right. At 25 dogs. So I used to feed them one by one and it was great to get on camera. And, you know, people loved watching them eat. How do they not fight? It was really good for my ego. You know, it was like, I was like, wow, look what look I can do. Look how well behaved they are. Look at this beautiful <laughs> image, you know. But then you start bringing in puppies, right? Mm -hmm. And they want every drop in that, right? Taking the seniors through. So at this point, I minimize the risk. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care anymore. I want mm -hmm. what's best for the dog. And I don't want a stressful eating environment for them mm -hmm. with that many dogs. The, the, I noticed that the dogs that were eating, and I will say, I don't mind saying, luckily there was never a fight, but I know for a fact if I didn't change my methods, 100% a fight would have happened. Yeah, totally. Because I could see the dogs that were eating weren't looking at the food. They were looking up. Yeah, like who's going to come over? <laughs> and I said to myself, I wouldn't want to eat like that. Mm -mm. So now we, I, we because, of, because of the feeding situation, I've created kennels. And just during that time frame, I kennel them, I feed them, I let them take an hour of rest and a nap, and then we they're all back out. Oh, I love that. I think that I I love what you said. Like you you're you know what could happen and what actually, especially with feeding, is going to happen with the best behaved animals. So uh, why absolutely. and you think know, about what you would want as you were the dog. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, that that's what I started asking myself when it comes to keeping a dog, rehoping a dog, feeding a dog. Whatever it is, it's like if, if I put myself in this situation, it was very easy. If I was eating my my food and I was looking up to see who was going, you know, who was a threat, what would I do? I wouldn't take my bowl of food to my room. So I, that's right. So that I would totally. close the doors so no one can mess with me. And that's what I did for them. And there's really, it was, I have to tell you something. So much of my day are asking myself, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. Why well, didn't I think of that? Why didn't I do that? You know, it's like I'm in this constant state of, oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. You know, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have said that. <laughs> but it seems like overall, the way that you're speaking to yourself, being more gentle in your own kind of um, definitely introspection, because that that's like a it's like a cycle, right? So if you're kinder to yourself. Uh, you're always going to be kind to the animals, but you're going to run out of steam because it's it's really exhausting. I think for everybody out there, we talk about how we speak to ourselves. Like it should be like we're talking to our best friend. It should be like we're talking to our animals. Like why don't we employ that with ourselves? Because it's pretty exhausting to be critical all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I recently started to implement then, which has been really difficult for me, is like when I say something nasty to myself, I, I record it and then I mm -hmm. listen to it. And I imagine if I spoke that way to a friend, right. then I'm like, come on, man. You know, you don't, you don't deserve that. You know, no, you're, you, you, you're, you're healing, you've made mistakes, you're growing, but you don't deserve what you just said. You would never speak that way to somebody. So recording it is like really tough. Like that's when you really get to be like, whoof, buddy. Buddy, take it yeah. easy, man. You exactly. know, take it easy. You fucking made a mistake. Right, exactly. I, it's know. re it's rewiring. It's just a yeah. reflex that you've kind of hit so many times. 
So yeah, the the way to rewire it is actually to hear it and then just say, yeah. "Whoa, we got to re, yeah, yeah, different path." Yeah, well, and I, then uh, you know the the goal is eventually you don't want to listen to that recording, so you don't talk that way. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's a <laughs> exactly. It's so and just think like, um, speak speak kindly to yourself and speak kindly to others, and 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 I think like it'll. We're just going to feel better overall. And you know that. You're doing all the stuff, which I love. And I, everybody who is listening, if you haven't checked out Lee's page, which I'm sure you have, but the pl- the cold plunge, my gosh. you, you I've seen people do that. I'm not kidding. Dozens of times. Never been inspired to do it. You inspired me to do it. Haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. I'm going to find the right like you know place what about to do it. I've been doing cold showers. I have That's a sauna. That's a great start. That's a great yeah. start. Is the cold yeah. shower. What, what, what about the? Uh, I tell you something. You know, I'll, I really, I'm glad you brought it up because, like, I've been cranky. So I do it first thing in the morning. So I, I I'm in my cold plunge by five o five, right? Mm. And from five a.m. to and it, it's pretty cold outside, and it's I, I like my room really cold and stuff. So from five, you know, from five o'clock to five o five, every single thing in my mind are, is thinking of ways to get out of it do it later you did it yesterday you got to sleep is just as important which is true all of these things that are all true are getting me and and i've been really wanting a day where i could shut that up and today was the first day i wrote a we're talking about it. it was the first day like at five you know from five o'clock to 501 i was and i said you know you're doing it. Shut up. And I and my mind was like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah. You know. I, yes, exactly. And, that's it. I, I think just, that's so important to realize. Like a lot of people think they're the only ones that are like, "Oh, I don't want to do this." And, and that's what I that I know. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's no. so you know people see my life and they're like, "How does he do it? He does this and does that, and it must be man, guys." Like, it's so hard for me. It's so hard for me to motivate myself to to work out every day so hard to go in the sauna I, I always want to get out you know at 15 minutes i do 20 minutes at 15 minutes i can barely breathe everything in like i don't have the, i'm not the type of person where like you just do it man you just do it right. it's like <laughs> it's, it's this constant battle but i tell you like how being able to 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 stick with those things that i try to talk myself out of i think that's where the most amount of growth in my life has happened is being able to not shut it off, but to dim the noise mm. of my body, my mind trying to get me to, to not do things that I know are good for me. Dim, dim that noise, you know, like you're about to eat candy and you say, you're here, you can hear it, the, the noises saying like, you know, that's not going to serve you. You know, you should have. It's like, listen to the ones that you know you should and don't listen to the ones that you know you should, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, amen. I know. Th- that's what the mind-body connection is all about. Yeah. It's it's usually the mind that's going to give out, you know, wear you out, all that, way more than your body will. Yeah. Like, boy, is it, it, it can be a powerful uh, force. So let's yeah. try, yeah. And, Flip, and like you're you going to focus on better things. You know, when you challenge yourself, in a healthy way, when you challenge yourself and you're in competition with yourself, you are then not investing time in wasted energy. Arguments on social media, 
things that don't matter. You're too focused on bettering your body, your mind. That is, when that is your mission and that and that in return, right? Because that could sound selfish in a way. But by doing that, look what you just said. You inspired me to cult fund. By doing that, you inspire others around you. You don't tell people to change. You you are an example of what change looks like. It sounds like, and that's the most beautiful thing you can do for this world is change people by the example of who you are. You don't have to be a motivational speaker and all the blah blah and blah. We're saying yeah, it's the do that right. You are just who you are. People see you and say, "I want some of that." What is that? You know? Yeah, and the fact that you actually said, "I I struggle every morning," like every morning, and my, I you know. Like you said, it's growing dimmer and dimmer. And I think that's the thing it, that made me like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. Because it was the, it was the realness of it that, yeah. that you're seeing. And that's that, that cycle that we all want. You're, you see the results. So your brain still knows like the outcome of that is really positive. Even yeah. if I'm not lunging into it like with a lot of happiness, I sure. know the outcome. So more and more that loop is like. And that happiness comes after. Exactly. You know, like you, you get the happy, that, that's what's great is it's not like just the pain that mm -mm. it's not just the pain. It's not like, you know, eating a vegetable that you hate so much, but you know, it's good for you. It's like the, the, the happiness is immediate. I mean, there are, there's actual research done. There is nothing. There is not a single drug from cocaine to anything. There is not a single drug that you could take that's going to spike your dopamine levels as fast as a cold punch. Mm. Like, and, and, and let's say you don't get the dopamine levels. If you take that part out of it, which is the best part. Then knowing that you did it, while ninety nine point nine percent of people wouldn't, just for your ego alone is a beautiful thing. You know, absolutely. it's okay to serve your ego in a healthy way. Yes, right, absolutely. So yeah, it, it's 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 learning how to like manage challenge and overcome. And I think that what, that's everything right there. Where you just said yeah. that's exactly right. Which is it, which is what we try to do every single day when we wake up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When people yeah. ask me how are you doing, it's there. It's it's the other way of saying. How are you managing your challenges and overcoming sometimes? I love that in a simple way. Yeah. But we should start asking that. How are you, man? <laughs> well, I, I want to hear every answer when I go to the grocery store. And yeah, exactly. How are you and I, I know, ask right. that like, Actually, I just wanted to hear. Okay. Or never not mind. Great. Never right, mind. Right. If you're not great, I'm sorry about that. Carry on. <laughs> well, I am so appreciative and grateful for yeah. your time. I could chat for so much longer, but, um, Please also really mention here, because I know you do it all the time, that you have one place where people can donate. I yes. know that's infuriating for you. Yeah. Not just that people are, you know, creating all these accounts, but that other the people aren't listening, that there is only one account. So can you please tell us where can people donate? And there's only one place. Yeah, though, unfortunately, you know, there's um, there's a lot of fake extra house accounts. Mm. And what one thing I'll never understand respectfully to, to the people who have followed for this are the people who hear me say, you know, there's, I, I don't understand. There's people who hear me say there's only one account and yet they still, yeah. uh, it, it really makes me think that the need for human connection, it's like, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't help but think people actually do know it's fake, but they just want that human connection because these bank accounts say these nice things to these people and, you know, pretend they're in a relationship with them and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, just always remember guys, there's only one Asher house account that Asher house.com. Our website is the absolute only place that you could donate. Uh, our entire organization, our entire nonprofit runs off donations. Um, 
100% of sales on our website, whether it be a, a hoodie or a coffee mug, all is 100% nonprofit. Mm. And um, that is the only place to donate, theastrohouse.com. And no one from my team or myself, you know, would ever, we don't have the time, You're would not ever soliciting. reach out to you. No. Yeah. No. We would never reach out to you directly to introduce ourselves, to thank you, you know, for being a, a, a fan. You know, we, mm -hmm. we do send out a thank you with a donation but it's not it's automated you know it we mean it we are grateful but right we would never start a conversation and um yeah this is so important so please me. go donate everyone whatever amount um because what lee and his staff are doing um not only having your own pack but raising the awareness of how many animals are adopted and then returned and you know because it was inconvenient or whatever and it's just like bringing into like, this is, this is a responsibility. This is a relationship. And, um, you just, you do such a great job of really advocating truly for the animals, Thank you. Need, you know, and it, and it could be as simple as like, you shouldn't have an animal living with you if you can't give it, give the animal what it needs. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's what it's about, you know, and I hope that over the years, you know, I hope my message has been, I've, I've been, doing my best to perfect the craft of articulating my thoughts and my feelings. And I hope that, you know, I only get better at it. I, I really just want people to be able to give themselves the best life that they can and doing that with an animal, you know, it, mm -hmm. it really helps to be able to focus that energy. I'm giving that animal exactly what it needs. And okay. um, uh, this is our last question. Then we're going to sign sure. off in that vein. What is, I know there's many things, but what is like one of the most important things you've learned from being living with these animals, being part of the pack? Yeah, that's a good question. Even if you think your animal doesn't know what you're going through, it does. Mm, so true. Oh. They know. Like, uh, like, I'll give you an example. Yeah, a, a few days ago, one of my dogs, I saw, this is a little bit gross, but we've all seen it. I saw one of my dogs eat a poo, right? It ate a, it ate a, it ate a crap. I could they have been a coyote it. poo or a dog yeah. or whatever. And honey, like, didn't, I just, I should, oh, you know, I, I like, I put out this negativity. I said, you, it's like, it's disgusting, you know? Like, what was I going to say? Like, oh, a property, right? Yeah, good job, yes. Yeah. Gross. And I could tell, you know, I, I didn't react to it. I wasn't yelling, you know, it doesn't, it happened, right? But I could tell that the, the dog was hurt. Mm. Yeah. Like, I could tell he, like, was like, oh, man, like, you know, I felt I, a little shamed. Yeah. Yeah. And just, and like, he didn't know that it was eating the poop. He just felt the negativity from me. And I remember, like, he created space. He then, like, walked on the opposite side of the pack, on the outside of the pack, as if I, uh, what's it called? What's a more professional of like pushing someone out? Um, ostracized. Thank yeah. you. That's the word. Thank yeah. you very much. Like I, like he was ostracized. Uh, and I, I felt terrible. I said, Hey, hey come, come here, come here. I, I, you know, I, I didn't kiss him on the mouth, of course, but I, I, mean, I, mean, I <laughs> we've <laughs> I, all I, been I, there. And I, I did, I did kiss him on the face and the ear, you know, and I just said, Hey, I love you, you know? And I, and I really realized like, they can, when you're really connected, they can feel it all. So when you come home and you have this bad day and all the stress, 
be really careful before you walk in the door because that dog doesn't know that it wasn't him or her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. They can. So it's so important to be able to manage your and that, that's one thing that how dogs have truly bettered my life. It's like you know, like. I, when I tell my employees, you know, I don't, I don't want it loud. I don't want to celebrate. You know, I don't want this. Always remember, there's going to be a dog around you, and I don't want that dog thinking he or she is in trouble. You know, everything is cool, calm, chill, collected. You know, we can, we can celebrate, but we have to do it. And it's like they really have taught me to be so aware of our energy and so yeah, it's aware. Like mani- of- it's like manage your shit. Don't bring it into somebody else's space. And that's 100%. Really even I mean, more so and, with the and, animals. And that, and that is probably the biggest thing. What was the question again? How, what, if, what, what have you, what Learned. is one of the biggest things you've learned by living? Right, and that's what I've learned health. is the importance of, not just for your own health, mm-hmm. yeah, but for the animal around you and just for life, you know, that energy, that vibrant energy, it's all expanding, coming in with every breath, in and out, and really be, be responsible with it. Mm, yeah. they, 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 they know they are with you, feel you. You don't have to say anything. It, it, like you could just, it could just be a thought or a look. But be careful where you transfer that energy. That's all. I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for everything you're doing. You Thank are you. beloved, and just keep remembering that if you ever feel anything different, you really are. Thank you. And, Thank you. Um, keep everything you're doing. Uh, lots of hugs. I, I hope to be one of the few. Special guests that can come out there. <laughs> One day for sure. We'll make I'll it happen. I'll manage my energy. <laughs> I, I trust that you all. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. And for everybody listening, as always, I'm pulling for you. 